Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Welcome to another installment of AutoLine Daily, this time for Tuesday, August 2nd, 2011. Our warm, or perhaps more appropriately scorching summer, is rapidly winding down. I'll be sad to see it go. David Kiley here, Editor-in-Chief of AOL Autos, and here's the most important news from the automotive beat. The UAW wants to organize one of the transplants in the U.S., and it's been speculated Volkswagen's new plant in Tennessee, now building the Passat sedan, could be one of the targets. But according to the Detroit Free Press, a manufacturing executive for VW says there haven't been any discussions between the UAW and its operations in Chattanooga. However, he didn't deny if there have been talks between the union and officials in Germany. VW seems like a likely target for the UAW since most of its plants around the globe are represented by a union. General Motors announced it's launching a pilot program for its OnStar service that will allow parents to keep tabs on their children. Users can log on to a website to view a map with the vehicle's exact location at any time. It also allows subscribers to set up email or text message notifications to let you know the location of your vehicle. The pilot program is by invitation only includes around 10,000 active U.S. OnStar subscribers and runs through the end of the year. Sounds like a great idea now that I'm a parent, but I would have hated it as a teenager, so it must be a good idea. Mazda is showing off its new CX-5 crossover before it premieres at the Frankfurt Auto Show next month. It's the first production vehicle to incorporate Mazda's Kodo design theme which means soul of motion. It also comes with Mazda's new Sky Active Technologies, which include new gasoline and diesel engines, manual and automatic transmissions, and improved bodies and chassis. The CX-5 will be sold around the globe starting early next year. Yay, more diesel for the US. Toyota may be recovering faster than expected. The Wall Street Journal reports the automaker just raised its net profit forecast by 40% for the fiscal year. More good news, it also beat estimates by actually turning a profit last quarter, which ended in June. It posted a net of 1.16 billion yen, uh, but that's a paltry $15 million. That's down 99% versus last year, but it's a profit nonetheless. Unfortunately for Japanese automakers, the yen remains at near record levels compared to the dollar. This will have a negative impact on their profits going forward, and it's about time. Some things are a sure bet, like Apple stock, death, taxes, and no guts in Congress. Government, well, maybe not so much. In the automotive world, the Honda Civic has always been a vehicle you could count on, but Consumer Reports no longer recommends it. Where's the love? Well, the redesigned version of the popular compact did poorly in the magazine's testing regimen, plummeting 17 points on its rating scale, earning a score of just 61. 
it was the highest rated small sedan for five of the last 10 years and synonymous with reliable budget transportation, but no more. CR says the new Civic feels insubstantial, has a choppy ride and is noisy inside. Is that all? The new king of the class, at least according to consumer reports, is the Hyundai Elantra. Hooray! Yesterday, GM started production of the Chevrolet Sonic at its plant in Orion Township, Michigan. Why am I celebrating, besides the jobs in Michigan? Well, this only means one thing, the dreadful Aveo, or was it Avio? Too bad nobody cared, is gone from America. The nameplate, however, you can actually pronounce it, lives on in other markets around the world, though. Chevy's new subcompact looks promising. The Sonic is expected to arrive at dealerships across the country in October. Coming up next, a few of my thoughts of the state of, well, the United States. Back right after this. Reducing exhaust emissions. Aerify diesel particulate filters. High filtration. Low back pressure. Small package size. Excellent durability. DowAerify.com. Two things converge this week in our news, our culture, and in my mind. President Obama's deal with the auto industry to boost corporate average fuel economy to an industry fleet average of 54.5 miles per gallon by 2025 and the battle over raising the debt ceiling. The two things together were enough to make my head explode. I had the pleasure of spending a few days last month driving in Germany. I started out in Berlin and drove west into Belgium. On the way, I had a lot of time to reflect about Germany and the way things run over there and the way they don't run over here. The roads, let's start with, are like bowling alleys, whether you are driving on the Autobahn or a country road. The cities I stayed in, Berlin, Dusseldorf, and Brussels, not only have terrific public transportation, but they have been planned for easy use of bicycles. Bike lanes everywhere. It is very common to see people in their 60s or 70s riding bikes in the city, not for sport, but to get from one place to another. Sure, it cost me 140 bucks to fill up the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited I was driving, and I only got 18 miles per gallon. But if I lived in Germany, I wouldn't own one, and I suspect I'd have a VW Golf TDI for my family of three. Even a family of four in Germany typically has a car the size of a Golf. I don't hear people complaining about that, about not having an SUV. They have gotten used to driving the car that makes sense given the high cost of petrol. Using the same calculations that the US will use to determine that 54.5 mile per gallon fuel economy rating, Germany is already there, along with the rest of Europe. And then there's the German economy. Germany has a huge trade surplus. You know why? because it focuses on building high-quality, value-added things that people want and will pay premiums for. Not just BMW cars, but Bosch appliances and steel chainsaws. The public transportation? Believe it or not, New York, where I used to live, the subways and trams are on the honor system. You are expected to buy a ticket, and the vast majority of people do. But there is almost no one checking. Amazing and the systems are newer, cleaner, and nicer than New York's. Germany also has very low unemployment and very low homelessness. 
It also has a very high tax rate, which supports a high quality national health care. But even with high taxes, it also has a high savings rate. Go figure. The reason Germany has all these things, trade surplus, national health care, low unemployment, high savings rates, free education that seems to turn out a very good class of employees and managers, is that they have actual policies that are hashed out by government and industry. There seems to be a Germany comes first attitude, not an I come first attitude. They have tax policies built around the idea of an ultra high quality of infrastructure, education and employment. They don't outsource bridge building to China as we do. They do it themselves and put Germans to work using a lot of German steel and concrete. It is remarkable to me that the United States has no policies about any of these things. Literally no policies designed to make the U.S. economy strong and to keep it that way. We only try to fix things ad hoc when disaster strikes. I don't expect things to change in the U.S. in my lifetime. Our culture doesn't really seem to want the benefits of shared sacrifice and shared effort. Benefits like high quality education and health care for everyone, low unemployment, fabulous roads, bridges and trains. I'll tell you, I don't see a lot of Germans, French and Dutch trying to emigrate to the U.S. Why should they? They realize their systems are more civilized and prosperous. And by the way, those countries called socialistic by the far right and the blowhards on cable and talk radio will also have a AAA credit rating next month. Will the U.S.? I know I don't sound like I love the U.S., but I really do. But to love it, really love it as I do, is to complain that we can be better as a culture and as a country. But it has to start with companies and government that want to put the country first and themselves second. If that's socialistic, let's have much more of it. But maybe we can call it something more acceptable to both the right and the left. How about good sense? or patriotism. Just a reminder that our monthly open line broadcast is tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Michelle Naranjo has all the details on what to expect on tonight's show. Thanks. As always, no automotive topic will be off the table, but at 9 p.m. Eastern, it'll be a GM product extravaganza with General Motors guru Nick Richards and everything from Hummer to Volt to Buick we'll be getting into what GM will do next. So bring anything you want to talk about. Join me and my co-host, Chelsea Sexton, at 712-432-0900 and use PIN 911-633. By the way, if you're in Southeast Michigan, Michelle is holding a fan meetup tonight before the open line show. That'll be at the Box Bar in Plymouth starting at 5 p.m. Follow Miss Motormouth on Twitter for all the details. And that's the exciting conclusion of today's episode of AutoLine Daily. Again, I'm David Kiley, Editor-in-Chief of AOL Autos. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. For complete coverage and in-depth analysis of the management briefing seminars in Traverse City this week, pick up your copy of the Ward's MBS Daily, available each morning free throughout the Grand Traverse Resort. That's Ward's MBS Daily from the editors of wardsauto.com.